I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. This episode, along with every episode this season, is brought to you by our sponsor, KFC. So I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors 130-110 to win over the Utah Jazz and, uh, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta tell people ahead of time. Like, if, if you are coming to Scotiabank Arena and um, you know you're wearing anything other than the words Raptors or Toronto uh, on your chest, just don't expect anything because the Raptors are now nine and zero at home. This game was supposed to be tough against Utah. Like it, um, you know, they're a, a pretty good team. They're above five hundred. They're very competitive in the Western Conference. Made some nice moves in the offseason to get uh, Mike Conley and uh, Bojan Bogdanovic or Bogdan Bogdanovic. Bojan? It's Bojan. It's, Bo- it's, it's a little confusing. There's, there's, a, there's two guys in the league that with very similar names. But um, they were supposed to be very competitive. And they are a competitive team, but the Raptors just, I mean, they just own this team straight up. Like, um, <laughs> the Raptors went up 77 to 37 at halftime. That's 40 points. That, that's that's a franchise record. The Raptors won the first quarter thirty seven to twenty, and won the second quarter forty to seventeen, and uh, it was it was it was almost a joke. It was, it was pure comedy, really. The only uh, tension in the first half was whether or not the Raptors would actually get to that number forty, and uh, it was a little dicey there. Um, I think Bogdanovich had a putback that I don't know cut the lead to like thirty eight or something. Or, and then he had a free throw on the N one, and, and he got down to thirty seven. And the Raptors had final possession of the ball, and uh, Pascal, you know, had five guys on the or had four guys on the floor with him, obviously teammates. You know, he told them all to spread out. Let me just go one on one against Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich at that point had been getting cooked defensively. He's, um, you know, not necessarily a bad defender, but definitely not a plus defender. And uh, yeah, Pascal just drove right at the guy, um, you know. Bogdan, Bogdanovich just started backing up. He really just kept backing up, really. There was the fear of Pascal going to the rim was so high. And Pascal just said, all right, if you're going to keep backing up, I'm just going to pull up. And he pulled up, switched the three, it was 40 at halftime. And uh, honestly, like, you know, I, I honestly think it's it's a little bit hard to play with a 40-point lead. I'm not even trying to joke on that. I mean, I really do mean that. Like, because the Raptors, you know, they didn't uh, come out with the right intensity in the third quarter, I would say, uh, when you look at the scoreline. In the third quarter, the box score is kind of nuts. Um, you know, the the Jazz had 49 points in the third quarter. The Raptors had 30. So offensively, everything was working. But defensively, it just wasn't happening. The Jazz actually scored on 19 of 20 possessions at one point. And it was, uh, it was kind of, I don't know, awe-inspiring in a way. I mean, when you have a 40-point advantage, obviously you're not going to play with intensity. And you're not going to come out with that same focus. As much as I'm sure Nick Thurs went into halftime and said, hey, good, great job, guys. Uh, let's just make sure we come out in the second half uh, with some intensity and see this game out. Um, and, you know, 
the Jazz, though. Uh, you know, they definitely came out. They threw their best punch. This is a team that's a good team, a prideful team, and of course, they would want to come out with their with their best effort. And really, Donovan Mitchell was the one that came out, gave the Raptors a bunch of problems. He got into the lane repeatedly, and either he would kick out for three or he would create something at the rim, uh, either for himself or for guys like uh, Gobert to either finish on the on the dump off or on the putback. And um, it was really amazing how, like, in basically five minutes, they had trimmed twenty points off the Raptors lead and it was down to like 15 points at one point and the Raptors finally at that point was like all right enough is enough Nick Nurse went back to his starters in the fourth quarter there um with eight minutes and 30 seconds to go the Jazz still had their bench at that point and then immediately literally immediately Fred Emily hits a three Fred finds OG for a lob and, and a dunk and um the lead's back to 20 Everything's all good. Raptors are able to clear out their bench. The Jazz actually never put their starters back into the game, uh, which is was a little bit surprising at the time because they had some momentum and they were really doing some things. But, uh, you know, when you think about the fact that they're playing tomorrow in Philadelphia and then they return home to play uh, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers on Wednesday, it's not surprising that Quinn Snyder decided to go for the rest strategy there. But, you know, it, there was just a bit of dicey moments. But on the whole, man, the Raptors, I mean – Come on. If I told you before the game that the Raptors are going to beat the Jazz by 20 points, <laughs> at one point they're going to be a 40, I don't think you'd be complaining. And so, you know, even though, uh, you know, it's not necessarily the most satisfying win, just because of the conditions uh, of the comeback and how sort of, you know, slightly unnerving it was in the third quarter and maybe at part of the fourth quarter there, it was still a great game of the Raptors. And, um, yeah, I mean, again, the, the same thing every time, you know. Like, offensively, the Raptors are going to have their nights, and they're going to be hot. And I think tonight was one of those nights where, you know, they were definitely hitting a lot of shots. I mean, they had hit the uh, the unnamed fast food promo. I won't say what name it is. But um, they hit that promo by halftime. Like, before halftime, the Raptors already had 12 three-pointers, and Pascal uh, drills the three at the the end of the second quarter there to, uh, to push it to 13. And the Raptors have now hit 40 threes. Uh, they hit 21 against... Uh, sorry, they, yeah, they, they've hit like forty threes or something like that. I don't, I don't know, man. It, it's just been, it, it's just been a, a, a very, very amazing stretch here. Yeah, they had twenty one against uh, the Magic, and uh, tonight they had what nineteen three pointers. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's just great to see. And, and you know, the, the 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 habit here is like, okay, offensively they're going to come hot, they're going to go cold, whatever. But the, defensively, they're just they're just able to just take teams out of their offense entirely. Now, obviously, Utah had that 49-point quarter, and you know it's, it's hard to praise the defense on a night when that happens. But at the same time, you look at the first half, Utah had 37 points at halftime. Um, you know, not a single one of their players were playing well offensively. Um, you know, Bogdanovich, he's been averaging 20 in the season. He had 11 tonight. All of the shots that he made tonight were also quite difficult. You know, he snuck in for two putbacks or whatever, but that's clearly not the offense working if he gets a putback. You know, they left Russell O'Neal open for five threes to hit two of them. Whatever, you'll live with it. He's the fifth option. Uh, they they had Gobert was just completely silent. I mean, at one point in the first half, Gobert went to the, went to the rim, and I think Fred was under there because it, it was a late rotation. And Gobert missed the layup. Like, literally, it was just a finger roll. It wasn't even like he drove in with full speed or whatever. He just straight up missed the finger roll. Uh, Mike Conley was quite cold in the first half, and also Donovan Mitchell was cold in the first half. And on the whole, I mean, obviously, those guys, you know, caught fire a little bit in the uh, – in the third quarter when the when the Jazz exploded. But at the same time, you look at it, the end results. The Jazz shot 42% from the field, uh, and they had 18 turnovers. And, and you know, this is actually one of the Raptors' worst defensive efforts. And, and, and that's kind of amazing when you think about it because the Raptors' defense clamped this team. Like, they really made them impossible to do anything. Like, in that second quarter there, the Jazz only had 17 points. The Raptors had so many plays where 
the ball got into the middle of the floor, and the Raptors would just collapse at the rim. Uh, the guards would dig in uh, and provide help. Obviously, Marcus Gasol and uh, Serge Ibaka, who returned tonight, were obviously massive in the paint. You got Pascal Siakam, who's got length. You got Ronnie Hollis Jefferson, who's a lot, you know who's also a willing uh, defender and a, a shot blocker in his own right. And, uh, yeah, it was just funny to see Utah go in there time after time and, and not get any success. That was also funny that Utah basically ran the exact same plays in the third quarter and they scored 49 points. So that was, you know, whatever. It just goes to show sort of uh, the, the, the ebbs and flow of a game. But at the same time, the Raptors' defense was, was, was quite good, quite good in that first half. Probably the best I've uh, actually seen them play this year, and there's been a lot of moments. Um and yeah, I mean, and you know, a lot of that just leads to easy baskets in, in transition for the offense. Norman Powell was hot. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet was great from start to finish. I really liked his game tonight. OG had his moments. Um, Pascal obviously did his thing. Um, and you know, even the bench came in and uh, gave them something. I wouldn't say it was a great game from the bench, but in the first half, Terrence Davis was really solid. Uh, got to the rim a couple of times. Second half was a little bit more invisible, but. You know, you expect that from a rookie. He's kind of been up and down this year, but when he's up, he's really up. You know, he hit two threes, you know, got to the rim a couple of times. Terrence did. Uh, Rondé hit a turnaround jumper, um, um, which I think he was an and one maybe. But he, he it was a four-bounce baseline jumper, which is uh, always uh, brings a smile to your face as a Raptor fan, uh, given that some other small forwards have done that in the past, very recent past. Uh, and also, Rondé had a, a play in the third quarter there where he got Mike Conley switched up. He faced up against him. Crossed over and pulled up right from the elbow area and, and swished it. And Rondé's game is just very, very interesting altogether. Rondé had a good game. And, of course, Serge returned. So, Serge got back from his injury. And, uh, you know, he gave us, what, 13 points. He usually shoot the ball 14 times. Definitely was trying to find his rhythm. Um, the first half wasn't there for him. He was missing some open shots. Was a little out of rhythm. Uh, you know, all the shots were makeable, especially for Serge, but uh, he was just off slightly. And in the second half there, he sort of found his rhythm. He had a corner three-pointer, and then the next time down, he got, a, I think, a loose ball, and the rap, and then Serge, you know, went up for an and-one over uh, Rudy Gobert, which is not easy. Gobert, obviously, is a defensive player of the year. And then, uh, you know, Serge also had a nice play in the uh, in the fourth quarter there where it was sort of a just like a standard uh, play with Norman Powell where Norman Powell lifts up from the corner, comes up top to get the ball, then turns and, and drives inside, and the help defender comes over. Norm made a very quick pass over to Serge, who was cutting baseline, went straight up for the layup, and, uh, you know, hit the little five-foot push shot. So Serge was, Serge was okay up and down. Definitely got a huge, huge ovation from the crowd when he returned. Serge is clearly a fan favorite, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he was good. He's good. He gave us the uh, Serge Ibaka a meme face again, the one where he uh, scrunches his face and uh, looks real fierce. Um, but, you know, it was, it was just good vibes all around. I mean, you know, the third quarter, again, it, it was just really funny because the, the crowd went from, like, losing their minds to the little ballers playing at halftime, and then all of a sudden the Raptors come out and, like, pretty much almost give the game away. Um, obviously, they had a 40-point advantage, so they didn't give the game away, but uh, the crowd went real, real quiet. But in the fourth quarter, the Raptors... Uh, you know, got a, got control of the game again, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, the guy you got to focus on tonight was Pascal Siakam. The man had thirty five points, five rebounds, five assists, two steals, plus eighteen in thirty five minutes. Pascal leads the league in plus minus, and I don't think that will change after today when he had another plus eighteen. Shot fourteen of twenty two from the field, including five and nine from deep. And that's the thing, man. If Pascal hits his threes, like that's a thirty point game. And, and I looked over the numbers. Pascal has already had four games this season with five made threes. Um, and if you look at it last year, he didn't do that even once. 
So it's just a sign of how much more Pascal has improved. Uh, you know, the Jazz dared Pascal to shoot his threes, and, and, and he definitely was willing to pull up and shoot it in their eye in different scenarios. When the defense dropped back, he was able to shoot. When, uh, you know, his catch-and-shoot opportunities, he was there to space the floor and knock it down confidently. But most importantly, I mean, th- what I liked about Pascal's game today was just uh, seeing in real time how difficult it was for a, a very good defense in the Jazz. The Jazz are, you know, a very solid defensive club. I, I don't feel like uh, they're they're that solid without Gobert on the floor. I feel like last year when they had favors, I think it was a little bit more uh, – the results are a little bit better than when they had Ed Davis. Although Ed played okay today, defensively at least. Uh, and um, But, yeah, I mean, you know. It's just seeing seeing this very very good defense in real time try to cope with Pascal Siakam, which is very entertaining to watch. So at first, the Jazz came out with a strategy they were going to double the post against Pascal. So every time Pascal had the ball in the post, because if you look at the starting lineup for the for the Jazz, they don't really have a natural power forward, right? Because you have uh, Conley and Mitchell at one and two, whatever that's fine. Um, a little bit small, but whatever that's fine. Rose O'Neal and Bogdanovich play the forward positions. Both of those guys are small forwards, um, and so in this case, O'Neal is a better defender, so he guarded Pascal, although Bogdanovich also took turns on Pascal. And then you got Gobert, who is uh, you know, an elite shot blocker, and he's able to protect the rim and sort of cover up for everybody else. But you know they don't have a natural power forward, so they couldn't really guard Pascal one-on-one. So they had um, Gobert double Pascal in the post early in the game. The thing is, though, Gobert, I don't know if it was a game plan to sort of soft double or not, but uh, Gobert came over really slowly and... He, he was really in the wrong place where in terms of, like, you see the Raptors, for example. They play a lot of help defense, but everyone's in the right positions, and the help defense is effective. When Marcus Gasol is swarming all over you, he's not just um, making it hard for you to shoot, but he's making it hard for you to pass because he's so close. He's so up on you. His hands are always up, and, like, his standing reach is pretty much 10 feet, so I don't know how you're going to pass for the top of this guy. Um so, you know, that's that's what good help defense looks like. In this case, Gobert came over, was real slow, real soft, hands down. You know, wasn't really um, in position to pressure Pascal's pass while also not being in position to cut off the, the target. And so Pascal made two great passes in the first quarter there that uh, really got the Jazz to sort of change their minds. Uh, Pascal hit... Marcus all in the corner on a baseline uh, pass. The Raptors are, this season have been really, really good at using the baseline and, and passing and finding people open. Uh, and it's not just Pascal. It's everybody on the team. You know, Norm's done it a couple of times. Fred's done it a couple of times. And it's not always just set plays where it's like that hammer play where you're throwing the pass uh, by design. It's just the Raptors kind of probe. They explore. They have good uh, spacing. And when a double team comes, they're very cognizant of the uh, of the weak side shooter. But so Pascal, he finds – uh, Mark open for three. Uh, Mark hits that three, and then of course uh, Pascal also has one play where um, you know they're doubling the post, and uh, Marcus all makes a f- cut through the middle of the lane. Pascal finds him, and, and Mark throws down the dunk. It was actually funny. Um, Marcus all was actually his, his second dunk of the season, which is real surprising. But Mark had eleven points in the first quarter. A lot of that was because they were they, uh, the Jazz kept doubling Pascal, and so you know midway through the first quarter, the Jazz call timeout. Uh, Quinn Snyder decides, you know what? No more doubling Pascal. We got to make sure we play it straight up and take our chances. And immediately when Pascal saw this, he went to, he went to work against Royce O'Neal. Like he, he got Royce O'Neal in the paint. And Royce O'Neal is a pretty tough defender. You know, he looks like Paul George, but he's just also a pretty tough defender. But um, yeah, he just like bodies O'Neal. O'Neal like is like pushed backwards, basically. No foul on the play, just a straight up uh, just strength in the post. And Pascal's able to get separation going for the layup uncontested. And then. Uh, once again, uh, I think it was Ingles that had checked into the game after the first time out. He's their sixth man. 
um, Ingles checks in the game. He's guarding Pascal. And Pascal just, like, completely turns the corner on him and goes to the rim for a layup. And that's how I went for the rest of the game. Like, the Jazz didn't really double Pascal that much, uh, you know, after the first quarter. And Pascal just got whatever he wanted. You know, like, it, it wasn't just the three-pointers. It was just a parade of baskets, uh, you know, for, for out of the post-up. And it's been nice to see because low-key, very, very low-key Pascal has been um, not as good on the post-up this year. Uh, last year was, like, one of the most efficient post-up players in the NBA. Um, this year, because teams are focusing more on him defensively, uh, showing more double teams, uh, giving him more premium defenders because Kawhi is not there, uh, and also because Pascal has just kind of been off, he, he's he's missed some makeable shots, and so, um, you know, some of those shots haven't gone in for him in the post. But at the same time, Pascal tonight was just unstoppable in the post, and it was it was really nice to see in that third quarter there when the Raptors needed some offense, just to, you know, keep pace with the Jazz. Like, they, they were playing okay offensively, but they just needed baskets because the Jazz were scoring every single time down. And the guy that was consistently a bucket for the Raptors was uh, was Pascal Siakam. So uh, I, loved, I loved what he did tonight. And, of course, that played it in the, uh, the first half, right? That, that is, for me, that's the KC bucket of the game. Just because I love seeing those little moments where Pascal is really confident and almost borderline arrogant. Um, you know, Pascal is a very humble player, and especially for superstars. I don't think he realizes he's a superstar yet, but like, especially for a superstar, a guy who's giving you superstar level productions, um, he's very, very uh, humble. He's very, very soft spoken. He's very willing to put in the hard work. And he doesn't really carry himself with the type of ego that you would normally expect from a superstar. But sometimes during the middle of the game, Pascal will have that superstar confidence. And uh, and, and like I said, the KFC bucket of the game tonight was Pascal at the end of the first half. He takes a you know he peeps a shot clock. He sees that they're up thirty seven. He's like, all right, bet I'm gonna put us up forty. And uh, Bogdanovich kept backing off, backing off because he was afraid of Pascal's drive. Pascal just pulls up right in his eye. Forty points going into halftime. Uh, a franchise record, naturally, and um, just a great moment. And honestly, why not? Why, why wouldn't Pascal be confident? It's funny because Nick Nurse said after that Magic game where he shot 4 of 22, it was just pretty much his worst game of the year, uh, Nick Nurse, the prescient man that he is, said that, oh, yeah, Pascal, you know, he had an off night, but look, listen, the next time he's going to come back with 36. That's usually what happens. And what does Pascal tonight do tonight? 35 points, and really didn't play that much. He only played 35 minutes. So, um Great game from Pascal. The other guy had an amazing, amazing game was Fred VanVleet, who Kyle Lowry, there was a chance that Kyle was going to come back tonight. He didn't come back. Serge came back tonight. It seems like Kyle could come back for uh, Tuesday against the Heat. Um, Fred, though, I mean, he has been excellent in Kyle Lowry's absence. Uh, Fred is now averaging like 21 points, 4 rebounds, and 7.5 assists with Kyle out, shooting above 40% from 3. Uh, and also playing elite defense, elite, elite defense, especially for a guy of his size. He just is great. And today, more great defense from Fred. He didn't get seven steals like he did against the Magic, but he definitely created a lot of disruptions in the first half. And just he was just great throughout. You know, like when the, the crowd went kind of quiet, the rest of the team kind of went a bit quiet. You know, um, you know, it wasn't like Marcus Gasol was doing much scoring in the second half or OG or, you know, any of these other guys. It was Fred who kind of just stepped up and was like, I don't care that the Jazz are making this little comeback. That's cool. That's real cute. But I'm Fred VanVleet. I'm Steady Freddy. I'm going to be real chill. I'm going to be real calm. I'm going to give us a three-pointer. I'm going to give us a drive here or there. Um, you know, I'm going to throw a nice lob to OG for a highlight dunk. And Fred just, you know, never lost his composure. It was the same thing against the Magic. You know, Fred was the number one driving force, you know, behind, obviously, Norman Powell against the, against the Magic. And, and a lot of that wasn't even because Fred was having a great game. It was just Fred was just real calm, and he did his thing. 
And it was kind of the same deal tonight. I mean, 21 points, 5 rebounds, and 11 assists in uh, 32 minutes, 6 of 10 shooting from the field, 5 of 7 from uh, deep, including 4 of 4 from the free throw line as well. You know, Fred is just excellent. He's just so, so good. And he, he's really proven doubters wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Like, against it was like, oh, man, against elite teams, Fred can't do anything. But then, you know, okay, I wouldn't say, you know, Philly's elite. Definitely not the way they're playing right now. But Fred has, what, 24 points against Philly, and that was a team that had given him so much problems in last year's playoffs. And, you know, against the Jazz, another great defense with a sh- great shot block and Rudy Gobert. And, honestly, Mike, um, you know, Mike Conley played great defense on Fred VanVleet. Definitely pestered him a lot. But still, Fred gives you 21 and 11 with no turnovers, none, in 32 minutes. So uh, you just got to give it up to Fred, man. He has really stepped up this year. It's like, uh, remember finals Fred, you know, post-baby, post-paternity, you know, Fred, you know, just, you know, uh, killing it in the finals. Like, that, that, that Fred is just Fred every single day now. Like, Fred does this every day. You know what I mean? Like, plus 19 in 32 minutes, uh... Fred was just awesome, awesome, and um, you know I think to that fourth quarter stretch where, okay, the Raptors <laughs> they had pretty much just like uh, messed around, you know, weren't taking the game that seriously, and then okay they tried to turn it back on, but at that point the Jazz were rolling and the Raptors trying to get control of the game and it just wasn't happening, and the Raptors had saw their lead go from forty to fifteen, so a fifteen point lead is still a fifteen point lead, but still to lose it from forty is a pretty big drop. And uh, Nick decides to put Fred in the game. He puts uh, Pascal in the game, and he puts uh, Marcus All in the game. And all of a sudden, Fred VanVleet gives you a three-pointer and the assist, and all of a sudden, the, the lead is back to 20. And uh, that's just the quality you love from Fred. That's that's leadership. That's in-game leadership. You, you cannot rattle this guy. This guy is, you know, even against the Sixers series. I remember, you know, talking to Fred at one point in that series, and I was just like, you know, what's going on with you in the bench? Like, is this the length? Is it everything? And he's like, Honestly, I've I've been under my whole life, so this is nothing new for me. And the shots aren't dropping right now, but they will. And of course, no one knew at the time that he was expecting a child. Uh, but yeah, Fred was remarkably calm in that in that Sixers series too. And that was a series where he only made three shots in seven games. And now he's just again, like I mentioned, he's Finals MVP Fred every single game. Like twenty one and eleven with five rebounds against an elite defense is uh, nothing to scoff at. Uh, I liked what Norm did tonight too. Uh, Fifteen points, five rebounds, three assists, four steals. Just very active. I made a lot of great plays. His confidence, obviously, after the thirty-three point game, was great. You know, you missed a shot here or there, but like you know, for the most part, very effective, very efficient in transition as he always is. Uh, and knocked down two of five from deep, which is a decent percentage. Uh, I like the playmaking too. Uh, it, you know, it's not like Norm has. Um, the ball in his hands that much. He's mostly a finisher, so he's not going to be a guy that records a lot of assists. But I, I liked his little dime to a uh, little drop off dime to uh, Serge Ibaka in the fourth quarter, and also he had a great hit ahead pass to Pascal Siakam, uh, who was streaking ahead of the pack for an, uh, a layup that that really just kind of you know put a bow in the game. And and at that point, you know, Raptors I think got back up like twenty to twenty four points, something like that. And and you know Nick was able to pull his starters back out. And so I, I like what Norm did tonight. Very well-rounded game. And the, the steals is great, too. I, I, you know, Norm was assigned to guard Bogdan Bogdanovich tonight. Or Bojan Bogdanovich. Man, I keep confusing the two of them. And uh, Norm did a great job. Like, Bogdanovich averaging 20 on the season today. He had 11 points, 5-14 shooting. So that's a great effort from him. I thought Mark did a great job in terms of just, you know, his quarterbacking of the offense. Like, he had 11-5-6. And, and really, Mark, his spacing it, as from the – from the center position is just such a such a luxury like i thought gobert tonight just i don't know didn't really have a purpose 
you know, and that's not defensive player of the year we're talking about, but he was guarding Gasol, but, you know, he, he just couldn't ever decide whether he was going to stick with Gasol and deny the three-point shot or, you know, double team and provide help with the rim. And Gasol just made so many things happen in terms of stretching the floor. Like, the, part of the reason why Gasol is such a great playmaker at the top of the key is because he drags the center out, and so the, the, the paint is clear for people to cut into and stuff like that. And that's why Mark gets, like, two, three assists a game just by finding cutters going inside. Like, he found Pascal rolling to the basket early in the game. And, and just Mark's ability to organize the offense as a center uh, while also spacing the floor is just it's a nice boost to the offense, even though he's not scoring much. And today, though, he did have 11 points all in the first quarter. But, you know, uh, Mark actually had a pretty good offensive game. So I, I just, you know, ho-hum. The Raptors just beat another team. They improved the 9-0 and at home. They're 15-4 and in the season. Uh, we'll, we'll see where they rank in power rankings and stuff like that. But again, like I said last week, man, like I don't, I don't care about power rankings. I care about championships. And the Raptors have a championship, and uh, they're the defending champions, and they're playing honestly every single bit like a defending champion. They're about to get the uh, the uh, the quarter mark of the season. They've played 19 games so far. They're 15 and four. And and must I remind you, everybody was saying how uh, Raptors went what 17 and five without. Uh, Kawhi last year in the lineup, people were like, well, you know, that's not sustainable. They put a lot of trash teams, and they had Danny Green for that stretch. You know, you can't expect that from this team. Well, guess what? Kawhi Leonard ain't here. Danny Green ain't here. They're 15-4. and four. It's a better record than 17-5. and five. So uh, we'll see where they are in 22 games. But, you know, it's going to be tough. The, the upcoming months is going to be tough. In December, um, which starting today, obviously, they played the Jazz. Um, but in the month of December, they play 15 games. Ten of them are against teams above 500. You know, they got... Boston twice. Boston's been playing well this year, unfortunately. Uh, the frauds. Um, you know, they got uh, you know Miami coming up a couple times. They got, obviously, Kawhi coming back with the Clippers. Uh, Houston later this week. And the Raptors have really not played Houston that well, um, you know, last season. They, they, I think they lost both games to Houston. And uh, I'm a little curious to see how they're going to do against Houston. Uh, James Harden is definitely on a roll. He just had 60 points in three quarters. Granted, that was against uh, you know the Atlanta Hawks and the Raptors on the Hawks, but you know still the man's scoring sixty points. That's 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 a difficult defensive assignment. Um, so we'll see where the Raptors are. I think you know Kyle Lowry coming back hopefully for you know, Tuesday against uh, the Heat will put this roster um, make them complete. Hopefully, uh, we'll get to see how they are against you know the top tier competition in, in in the in the league. Because honestly, if they if they survive the month of December and they're still like a top three seed in the East then they're going to roll because if you look at their January schedule and their February schedule, it's like, it's just, it's light. It's, it's very, very light. And I think they can uh, make a serious, serious push. Like, you know, you know, you don't want to jinx anything, but right now the Raptors are on pace for like plus 60 wins. And I mean, <laughs> that's just kind of incredible to think about. So in terms of your three stars, Pascal, obviously your first start tonight, 35 points, five rebounds, five assists, two steals, 14 of 22 from the field, five and nine from the three-point line, I don't know for the life of me why this man never gets to the free-throw line. He definitely takes contact. The referees just don't call it. He's got one of the lowest free-throw rates of any uh, high-usage player in the NBA. Only shot two free-throws tonight. He made both of those. But it doesn't matter, man. The man's efficient regardless. Like, you know, he's he's, he's, he's going to hit the threes, and then he's going to hit the post-ups. And when he does that, it's 30 points every time. Second start, we that to Fred Van Vliet. 21 points on 6-10 shooting, 5-7 from deep, 4-4 from the free-throw line. Five rebounds, 11 assists, a steal, no turnovers, plus 19 in 32 minutes. Uh, Fred, man, this uh, it's no more doubt. This man is a starting point guard in the NBA, 100%. 100%. And then your third star, a couple ways you go with it. I thought Marcus Gasol had an amazing first quarter, um, and he was very important in the win. 
you know, but uh, you know, I'm gonna give it to Norman Powell, man. Norm has played great. I think he's gonna move out to the bench. Obviously, when Kyle comes back, um, so that's gonna kind of suck for Norm because he has really played well as a starter, and he continued that tonight. Um, 15 points, five rebounds, three assists, four steals, six of 12 from the field, two of five from the three point line. Great defense, as I mentioned, on Bogdanovich. Uh, in 33 minutes for Norm. So uh, he's really made a case for himself. Hopefully he can maintain this production off the bench. Um, but uh, but it's nice to know that you know if he, if he needs to be called upon as a starter, he can really step up and give you starter-level production. And then uh, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award tonight, that's got to go to Jeff Green, obviously. I, I, <laughs> this guy had 19 points in 15 minutes, uh, 6 of 11 from the field, 6 of 6 in the free throw line. He dunked on Serge at one point. He's hitting some threes. It, it was just weird to watch Jeff Green be effective because you kind of know he's not that good on a nightly basis, which is why he's a Gerald Henderson Award winner. Like, literally, he's, you know, not supposed to do this, and he did this. Uh, and then in terms of your uh, Pat Patterson Award, it's a little tough. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure where to go with this. Uh, the Jazz definitely had a lot of candidates uh, before uh, they made that push in that third quarter, but I'm still going to give it to Rudy Gobert. I think I, I, I just I just think that for a guy who's the defensive player of the year, to allow a team to give you 130 points is uh, I listen. That's this it's a reflection, you know, of what uh, what you do. And you know, he did off okay offensively, 12 points, 11 rebounds. That's what he normally does. Um, but yeah, minus 21 for Rudy Gobert in 28 minutes. He is your Pat Patterson Award winner, and so. Thanks everyone for listening. Again, I tried out the uh, the live stream thing on Yahoo Sports Canada, and um, I'm still I, I got some feedback after I tried it against the Magic. Hopefully, more people are watching today. Uh, and, and if you if you like the live format, actually, it really doesn't change anything. But just if you like that, it's live, and so you don't have to wait for the upload to go up. Uh, leave me a comment on Twitter at William underscore Lou, and that will sort of determine whether or not you know I sort of consistently keep it like this. Whenever I can find a chance, uh, or you know, if I just go back to the the old format of just posting a podcast and then posting the video and things like that. So let me know if you like this format. And um, yeah, thanks to our sponsor KFC for supporting the po- uh, program. And uh, yeah, I'll be back on Tuesday when the Raptors uh, play host to the Miami Heat, who are very good this year. But I don't know, man. The Raptors are nine and zero at home. They're pretty damn good too. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com. 
seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.